0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome,
2: welcome to In the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez, right here on Block Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone or com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're here again, another show. You've been blessed with another day. Thank you for stepping to the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez. Yo, we're going to be talking about it some more. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks. We're talking about our mental wellness. So we're going to continue from where we were last week. If you missed last week, we had a really informative show, very, very informative show, and we were talking about trauma and our mental wellness. So this week we're going to talk about some – we're going to get into some little specifics, like uh, things that affect our trauma, because what we want to do is get to the point to where – how do we handle trauma? What are some steps that we need to uh, get through traumatic situations? And we'll get to that in the next couple of weeks. But this week, question is, does economics or how does economics play a part in the type of trauma that you experience? You know, um, we we talked a little bit last week about how um, some of the studies were done with some upper upper-middle upper middle class Uh, um, samples or individuals but we know that's not the average so a lot of individuals that do suffer a lot of trauma that um, do end up going to our hospitals or our resource centers are from lower income areas or situations so um, we got star team we got individuals from OSU star we've and blessed that they take the time out of their day after they've been having stuff all day that they come on the show and share with us some of their professional knowledge on uh, these situations. So uh, we're going to get to them in a little bit. But, you guys, thank you again for uh, joining us. You know, you're in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez Moment, right here on Block Talk Radio. It's actually BarberZoneRadio.com. You can uh, check us out right from the website, you uh, also go to blogtalkradio.com slash BarberZone uh, or visit the Barber Zone Facebook page, and you can simply hit the Call Now button. It goes right to the show. But after we talk to our experts and we have a little discussion on uh, the topic, you can call 563-999-3404. If you want to express your opinion or you have a comment or even if you have a question for our uh, for our professionals, uh feel free to call in five six three nine 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 three four zero four. And when prompted just press one and it lets me know that uh you are ready to talk, you're ready to come on the line because I do have a um I do have a switchboard and the switchboard shows the numbers when they come up so uh, I do see we have a few individuals that have joined us on the show already. I appreciate you uh, coming to the Barber Zone. And um, we'll get started here in a little bit with our professionals, Ms. Sarah and Ms. Uh, Ariana from Ohio State. Well, the Ohio State University little O H, the STAR program. But they're actually in the Trauma and Recovery Center. So uh, we thank them again. So, yo, in the Barber Zone. Uh, economics trauma uh let's go back we got uh we got to you know recap a little bit and um we talked about trauma trauma was a series of events or circumstances that an individual that you me we um experience whether it's physical mental harmful, uh, and those things affect our daily life. They they affect our mental wellness. They affect how we handle situations. And I can only speak from the African-American community that trauma has been made okay, that it's just part of our daily life, part of our makeup, and we're supposed to just, handle the trauma, go about your day and put a smile on and keep it moving. But y'all we know it's 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 much more than that. Uh we've got a lot of individuals that aren't able to handle it for whatever reasons or whatever experiences and they end up removing themselves from society. Whether it's being shut in, whether it's not interacting with family members or individuals at work or the ultimate taking your life so that's why we're here in the barber zone we're here to talk about these situations so when you hear them and you know this is not do this alone i'm not the only thing doing this i'm not the only one experiencing this type of trauma so um that's why we're here let's talk about it uh because you know, last week and and I'm thankful to have a vehicle like this show to be able to talk about it because I got some texts and some calls about uh, the conversation we had about the trauma and our mental wellness last week. And, you know, we were blessed to have Sarah with us and, and Dr. Jaeger And individuals individual said, I was listening to your show, or excuse me, and it felt like you were talking about me felt like you were talking about my life, the things I'm going through. I was like, wow. So, y'all, we're touching some people with this. Some individuals like, great show. Oh, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? Now they're asking questions. They're opening up and they're asking me, can we talk about this on your show? Can you ask them this? And I simply say, hey, join us next week. Or, you know, we we do have a conversation. But if I say, if you want to ask some questions and you want to do it like that, um, we can do it on the show. So more people can hear about it. And then you can just call them individually. So uh, I did give out the star number during this week. So um, hopefully the individual was able to um, resolve the situation that they were having. So um, things like this, this is why we do it. This is why I do it um, for the love of the people. So again, you're you're in the barber zone with your man Chevelle at the moment, right here on Block Talk Radio, blocktalkradio. dot com slash uh, barberzone, Barbazone radio. dot com. Uh, I'm sorry, I almost gave up my area code, almost over six one four, but five six three nine 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 three four zero four. If you want to call in uh, after we have our dialogue back and forth about uh, the topic of the day. Does Economics Play a Part Trauma Experience? All right, y'all, it's time to get with the professionals, the individuals that go to school and learn about this and all specifics. So, you know, I'm the barber. As we've talked, barbers, stylists, hair professionals, we are the first responders. We're the ones to hear about trauma, your problems, your drama at home, your drama at work, you're not feeling good, you're not feeling like yourself. We are the first ones. But the individuals I'm about to bring on the air are the individuals that are the professionals. They went to school for this. They have the solutions to help you get through these problems. And they and they are from right here in Columbus, Ohio at the Ohio State University. Await oh, for all the Buckeye fans they're in the star program and they're part that's part of the trauma recovery center. So um Miss Ariana, when you're ready to join us, please hit one. I do see that we have Sarah ready. So Miss Sarah. Let's see. Miss Sarah, good evening. Thank you for joining the show. How are you doing?
0: Good evening,
3: Chavez. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me okay?
2: Yes, yes, I, I can hear you.
3: Wonderful.
2: Yep, I can hear you. Um. Before we get started, for the individuals that weren't on the show last week or didn't get to hear it, uh, let them know who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then um, we're going to get Ariana on and you know have her do the same thing, and then we'll go into the topic of the evening. So, uh, first of all, let the individuals know who you are and you know where you're from.
3: Absolutely. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm glad that you guys are joining us this evening. Um, Again, as Chavez said, my name is Sarah Leonard, and I am the Senior Outreach and Engagement Coordinator for the Ohio State University Stress, Trauma, and Resilience, or STAR, Trauma Recovery Center. And my entire role is um, to learn about our community here in Columbus, Ohio, as well as outside of Ohio, or outside of Columbus and around the entire state, Um, and connect and partner and collaborate with various agencies, organizations, entities, nonprofits, however you can think, whatever you can think, finding a way to collaborate with them to better support our community here and provide access to uh, much needed and much desired resources. And that's how I connected with Chavez. Um, I handed him a resource guide that he had been asking for for three years uh, roughly, and yeah. um, proved to him that I would come through on my word. Um, and here yes, we sit
2: did. six months <laughs> later. Yes, uh, yes, she did. She came in like, okay, here it is. Because yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was a little bit disgusted because of the situation. We did have the information, and she said, "I'm going to come through." I'm like, "No, that's what they said last year. That's what they all say." But the next meeting. Well, maybe not the next one. It was a couple after that. She came and was like, here it is. Yes, this is what we've been waiting for. So, uh, again, <laughs> I thank you. I thank you for helping us with uh, the Barbershop Talk. I thank you for what you're doing for our community. So, uh, if you hold on one second, we can get Miss Ariana on the line. Miss Ariana, how are you? Thank you for uh, coming to the Barbershop tonight. Oh,
0: thank you for having me. Can you hear me okay?
2: Yes, yes, Hello? I can hear you. Just okay. <laughs> making yes,
0: sure I'm, I can hear you. I've got some a weird setup with my phone tonight, so let me know if I start cutting out. I appreciate you having us on. My name is Gallagher, and I work with Sarah in the Star Trauma Recovery Center. I do all the clinical program coordination. Um, I'm a licensed independent social worker. that um, I, I've done clinical work, meaning I've been the mental health therapist um, for for a long, long time, and just recently kind of moved into a role to to build this program, the the trauma recovery center to to work on you know what are the elements that really need to happen in order for this center to really be valuable for people. And so that's that's kind of my role in the center right now, in addition to providing supervision for the therapists that are on staff and the, the case managers that are on staff and, and kind of listening to, to what's happening in the community and, and trying to figure out how can we build a program that is going to meet the needs of the community. So that's kind of what I do.
2: Okay. Guys, yeah. i got, got a question. How long has STAR been around? How long has this program been around? That's the question I thought about the other day. I said I'll wait and ask it on the air. How long has it been? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the the STAR program in some don't. incarnation, it's been um around since two thousand nine. It really started internally at OSU as a way to support um staff members that were working with really difficult um uh, patient situations, you know, sometimes you know, we don't get the medical outcome that we were hoping for. And it can be really difficult for the providers that have built a relationship with an individual yeah. that then passes away or, um, you know, maybe it was a, a really difficult, um, you know, family situation that happened at the hospital or, you know, when, when things like that happen, um, STAR began as a, an internal way of supporting colleagues And then in, uh, I believe it was the beginning of 2017, um, we received a a call out from the Attorney General's office to to say, are you interested in a grant-funded opportunity to build a trauma recovery center? And we said, well, yes, but what's that? (laughs) And so we kind of learned about you know what they were talking about trying to build a whole new level of service rooted in the hospital but working with the community and providing kind of that bridge between you know somebody comes to the hospital and they've been really seriously injured and maybe they've survived some kind of crime related violence and we're really good at putting their bodies back together but no one was really addressing sort of the aftermath of some of those situations and the real life stressors that come along with rebuilding your life after something like that happens. And so that's where the Trauma Recovery Center was born. And um, we're just entering into a brand new grant cycle where, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to expand even further.
2: Like right into the barbershops. Yeah, like in the barber shop, <laughs> like
0: into the bar- yeah, ah, right, <laughs> like into the it. barber
2: shops. Yes.
0: Oh, uh, well, you, hey, you don't have to wait. I didn't
2: realize. I didn't realize you guys were so brand new because you said this 2017 is when you guys started reaching out to the community to the community outside of uh, OSU. So yeah, so we're right on the ground floor with you guys. Yes.
0: That's right. Um, yeah. Well, y'all talked to Dr. <laughs> yes. Yeager last week, and um, he's really the the architect of, of all of this, and it's been really his work over the last several decades sort of laying the groundwork for something like this to really be able to take shape. And so by the time we got the funding, we already had some ideas about really how we wanted to get started and, and what it needed to look like and, and what it means to be, you know, a, a meaningful program. So really, Dr. Yeager deserves a, a lion's share of the credit there for for being able to target our efforts really specifically in the beginning so that, you know, we're actually reaching the people that we mean to, to be, you know, offering help to.
2: Yeah, because this is awesome because... When I first heard of you guys, I'm like, "What is a trauma recovery center? What? Start? What is? You know, because nothing like this has been done. Well, not that I've heard of or know of. So I was like, a "Trauma recovery center? What is? What does that mean? Because uh, that's something we don't talk about. We don't like you said. Somebody gets injured. You may get shot. You may get hit by a car. Whatever. You may, um, whatever your injury is." You can repair the body, but what about the mental state of the individual that's gone through that trauma or has seen that trauma? Or, yeah, so, man, niggas ups for y'all doing that. So, yeah. And, hey, y'all, only at Ohio State. So, and we're here <laughs> right here in Columbus, and we're ready to be part of that. So, hey. So, uh, so uh, again, y'all. Thank you for joining us in the Barber Zone. We've got OSU Star, the Trauma Recovery Center, on the line. Uh, you're here in the Barber Zone with your mm-hmm. man, Travelle's Mono right here on Blog Talk Radio, BarberZoneRadio.com. The number is 563-999-3404. See us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can go right to our Facebook page right now and just click call now, and it'll take you right to, right to this show and you can listen to it on your tablet whatever it is. And oh Sarah, I'm working it out. I thought the shows were going right to the uh podcast and iTunes, but they weren't. So, I'm going to work that out tomorrow. I talked to the lady today, so the shows will you will be able to hear the uh previous shows, the archive shows on your um on your iTunes or how you listen to the podcast. So, that will be uh, coming up real soon. I thought they were already going, but they weren't. So kind of awesome. there's some misinformation, but uh, we're working on that. So uh, again, y'all, the topic today we're we're continuing in our mental wellness series. We're not dealing with the illness. We're we're trying to get to the wellness. We're trying to get people healed. We're trying to, we're working on it, getting people to open up about their experiences and their traumas and all of that because. Um I I'm looking at the T V right now. We got this, I got um CNN on and we've got the situation going on with our um wannabe justice, a Supreme Court justice and the things that's going on with him and the whole um domestic violence and the whole sexual violent thing and you know, we have the leader of the free world mocking an individual that has gone through a traumatic situation like this. And this is an example right now of why individuals don't speak on a traumatic situation, whether it's rape, domestic violence, uh, physical violence against another individual. This is why a lot of individuals don't talk about their trauma. Because they mm-hmm. don't want to be shamed. They, they already feel bad enough. They're already broken. They're already at the lowest point in their life. And then when they ex- finally get the strength enough to expose what their problem is, what the root cause of their situation is, to be mocked, to be told it didn't happen, to, to- be told it's not real. That's not. That's not. That's not fair. That's not what we need. We need to embrace people and let them know it's not your fault. Let them know that things will get better. We need to be encouraging people instead of tearing them down. And for the leader of the free world, whatever side you're on, that's just not right morally as a human being. So, yeah, we gonna hear, We're gonna talk about how economics plays in it, and. Traumatic experiences and the type of tra- trauma that you experience, um, and I'm gonna go straight to the experts because I don't know. I got some ideas, but I don't know. But so uh, let's start with Sarah. Sarah, what do you? How do you feel economic plays in the type of trauma individuals um, individual experience, whether it's and we talked about the aces. We're going to get into that real deep next week because we'll have Doctor Yeager, and mm-hmm. I want him to go in, in, in <laughs> deep into the aces. You know, that's the basically, y'all. That's the stuff that happened to you when you was a kid, and you're still dealing with it, and it affects you as an adult. That's what that is. The, yeah. the adverse childhood experiences. That's what it is. But basically, in a nutshell, what happened to you as a kid is affecting you as an adult, and now you can't function properly as a, an adult. So um, now, economically, how does that affect us, Miss Sarah? Help us out, please.
3: Absolutely. So um, I, unlike Ariana, am not clinical in anything that I do. I'm not licensed um, as a social worker or a therapist or anything like that. I come from um, the criminal system. What I mean by that is I was a victim advocate prior to this position with the Franklin County prosecutor's Office. So here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, our Franklin County is the second largest county in the state of Ohio. We're second to Cuyahoga County, which is up in Cleveland and um, yep. so we're the largest sec- second largest county uh, we're also the state capital, so we have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of offices, a lot of hands in our Um, criminal system here in uh, the city of Columbus and specifically Franklin County and so in terms of economics and socioeconomic status um, within uh, individuals in the community there was always an obvious um, disproportionate ratio in terms of specific zip codes um, where we would have a lot of our crime come in from a lot of our reports, a lot of our cases would be centralized to certain um, certain zip codes. And it simply had to do with what that area was, was thriving within. And um, coming from that background, you can see that um, economics 100% can affect not just maybe not necessarily the type of crime that you might experience, the type of trauma specifically that you might experience. I think trauma transcends boundaries and it doesn't, um, doesn't delegate certain kinds, of, certain kinds of trauma to one person other, over another. But I think your response, a person's response to that trauma is very different depending on um, their personal ability or their family's ability to access resources. Um, and I yeah. say that being a part of the middle class, um, I would consider myself um, part of the middle class. And I grew up um, in a lower class um, socioeconomic status. I grew up in a single parent household. Um, and right. my parents were divorced. So I saw my family struggle, my household struggle, and it was a one income home. And so, um, but I also saw that amongst individuals that were upper class and they were coming from um, single family homes their parents didn't necessarily struggle financially so their response to that trauma of a divorce in their family was very different than my response to my personal situation and I saw that even in my job that the trauma didn't necessarily um, change depending on the location of where that person lives but their response to that trauma was very different um, depending on if they had support at home, if home was a healthy environment, and um, if they had the ability, meaning the financial ability, to access resources um, around them.
1: Now, when you
2: say resources, what, what, what type of resources are you, are you speaking of?
3: Um, off the top of my head, the biggest resource was um, a school counselor. Um, you see it here in Columbus City. Columbus City School District is the largest district in the state. Uh, There's 110 schools within that district, and there's only about 80 school psychologists within that district. And that's one psychologist per school, and that's even less because there's more schools than there are psychologists. So you've got one psychologist maybe bound from maybe two or three different schools depending on, what's going on and how their job title breaks down. And so not having consistent access to a school counselor, you know, you might enjoy school and school might be a break for you and it might be a a safe space for you. But if you're still struggling with, uh, maybe, you know, you're struggling with putting food on the table and,
4: Mm -hmm. you know,
3: your mom's working and you're 17 years old and you're trying to find a job, but you're also trying to get through school and you're trying to find a space to talk about that with, but your friends don't quite understand, um, not having access to that consistent um, reinforcement that there's somebody to talk to um, becomes a really big detriment because you're going to go to where you find that attention and where you find that, um, that, that reinforcement of finding a way to fix the problem that you're in. And sometimes okay. kids go into survival mode, and they they don't necessarily go to the best resource because they're going with what they can find.
2: They're going with what they can find, yeah. Man, the economics of, of like you said, being a kid, you know, you know, kids don't understand that mom can't afford it. That Well, some of them do. Mom can't afford it. They just know that they're hurting. They just know that when they go to school in the morning that they're hungry and that they're being made fun of and, think, man, it's just a lot. Um, Miss Eliana, let's hear yes. it from the clinical side, from, 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 from the studies and all that good stuff. So um, <laughs> economic playing a part in the type of traumas experienced. How, Absolutely. So, how does that how does that work?
0: Yeah. How does it work? Um, I'm going to try to. I'm I'm an analogy storyteller kind of girl. So, uh, have y'all ever okay. played Jenga? The the game, yeah. Like yeah. the tower game with the wood blocks. <laughs> so, living in poverty is a lot like constantly playing a game of Jenga. You're you're always trying to balance things right so that everything doesn't come crashing down and one just little misstep and your whole life's different and you got to rebuild from scratch. Poverty exponentially adds stress. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point that stress tips over to rob you of hope that things can get better. And that's where trauma starts to build in on itself. And it it really starts to lead people to make decisions out of desperation. So that's really what I see as as the major impact of of economics as it relates to to trauma. And I'm not just talking about finances. You know, there there can be Mm -hmm. emotional poverty as well. You know, when you're Mm -hmm. growing up in an environment that doesn't have um, the the emotional support built in for for any number of reasons. Sometimes it's that you know parents are are trying to work to to make it you know to be able to pay the bills, and so they're just not physically present to be able to provide that emotional stability and support. Sometimes it's other caregivers that um, may be adding abuse into the situation or you know it, there are lots of different ty- types of poverty so when we're talking mm-hmm. about the impact of of economics on trauma you know finances plays a role but but so does that absence of um kind of emotional support and um stability and and that sense that somebody's got your back mm
2: mm-hmm. yeah And you know what? It's it's funny that you said that. We were going to stop talking about that today. And uh, and I I brought up something, and I was like, and this has nothing to do with economics. It's just uh, an abandonment feeling. And we were talking Mm -hmm. about young people that may be involved in uh, sports or activities after school, whether it's, Playing football, baseball in the band, in the choir, whether you're in student government, that um, kids of different economic levels affect, uh, 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 have the same, like you say emotional void because in the poverty, you know in poverty or in lower income communities, um, dad is not there because of whatever reason. So you're raised up in a single-parent household. You're a little boy, and, you know, my point, my point comes from boys being in the barbershop. You're a little boy, and you're playing basketball or football. And because you don't have a dad in your life, he doesn't come see you play football. And since mom is working two jobs, she never comes see you play football. Also, in the upper middle class or, up, uh, you know, upper class, Uh, family. Mm -hmm. You have a dad who's a professional. Dad runs a dentist office or he's a surgeon. So dad is never there. Dad is, is, you know, he pays for everything. He might drop you off, but because he's on call, he never sees this young man play football. So now you have two young men from two different economic statuses that are facing the same type of emotional, uh, mental trauma because no one there is there to support them while they're on the field. And we started talking mm-hmm. about that and it was just crazy that, okay, you have these two individuals there from two social economic, two different social economic backgrounds, but they still face the same trauma, the abandonment mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And that, that was just kind of, That was kind of crazy. Like, you know, we were talking about the economics and, you know, we talk about the poverty and this and not being able to access resources. But just the simple thing of the abandonment. Nobody's there to support me from my family, the people that love me, the people that want me to be there. I mean, the people that want me to do good, you know. Of course they ask you what you do. How was the game? How was the game? You don't always want to give the – the 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 recap of the game, I wanted you there. So, that was just a a, a, a funny way to look at something today. And when that was brought up, I was like, "Wow!" Even though we talking about economics, this that part has nothing to do with economics. But these individuals still face the same type of trauma, and that was just yep, kind of. Messing yep, with you absolutely. guys. Y'all got, y'all got me looking Yeah, with you guys, y'all got me looking at stuff in a different light right now. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm like, wow. So, um, ladies, I have somebody on the line that you both know. Uh and this young man, you know, he's right with me when we're at these meetings, when we're at these functions, when we're at these trainings. Mr. Chris Burke, we're gonna bring him on in in a couple minutes, but you guys, thank you. You're here. You're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez moment right here on Blog Talk Radio, numbers 563-999-3404. We're talking about does economics play a part in the type of trauma experience? So uh, I see. Thank you, sir. Wait a minute. Chris just did something wrong. He just hung up. He was on. So I guess he'll be back in a second. But we do have other individuals that uh, that are listening, that are on the switchboard. So I thank you for listening. Um, I've got some texts. There's some individuals that are listening through uh, through the website. They haven't called in. So I thank you guys uh, for supporting. Uh got some people that was on Facebook talking about it earlier. And, you know, I've seen some Facebook posts and things, and hopefully we can get them to express some of their opinions on uh, on this topic right here. All right, I see Mr. Burke is back. I don't know what happened to him. I saw you press one, meaning he wanted to say something, but then he disappeared. So he is back. Chris Burke, yes, thank sir. you for coming to the Barber Zone tonight, big guy. All right. All How's right. Going?
4: I'm in the Barber Zone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Hey, Anna, hey, Anna, hey, How are you? Yes, we 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 have our two favorite uh our our two favorite star uh our star stars. that's what we're gonna call y'all uh, we have Aww. our star star on the line with us <laughs> yeah so, um thank you sir for taking the time hey tap into this topic a little bit um economics playing a part on the type of trauma that um individual experience uh so. Give us a little bit on on what you think About this
4: Well I was blown away uh, By the Jenga description Um I've got two Clients in the barbershop Two totally different economic Structures Um, Upper middle class maybe even upper class Um And then also Uh Disability uh, Check Um is what the other one lives on. Both of them hit me up with, uh, the, why me? Why me? And they both have a long, um, history of traumatic events that either they are immersed in. Um, I guess it would be secondarily, you know, by their surroundings or even Mm -hmm. personally. And, I was stuck with the why me part because I didn't know whether, and I'm going to use your Jenga example. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if the, the chips had fallen, the, the blocks had fallen, or if they're about to fall. And I didn't know what to do aside from what we talked about at our last session, you know, engage, be a part, um, show support, make them feel wanted, loved, and appreciated. Um, but I didn't really know at what stage I was dealing with. Does that make sense as a question? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
4: yeah. hmm Well, and Anna, I you think... Wanna, you want to take that one? Yeah.
0: I, I think... Let me just kind of validate that your instinct is right on in terms of how mm-hmm. to approach it regardless of whether the chips have fallen or, or they're about to fall, that idea that we can, we as a, a community, we, as a, we can provide a balancing force, an anchor for people who are struggling. And regardless of where they are in that struggle, being able to, to convey the message that someone cares about you, and that it, it doesn't always have to feel like this, that why me is a really common question to struggle with. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's not going to be a really great answer to that question, or at least mm-hmm. not one that makes logical sense. And so right. what can we do to, to move through the why and get to the what now? You know, right, so and that's, that was a the resilience class. Yeah, yeah, kind of like phases of of grieving and adapting to what I like to call the new normal, kind of whatever Mm -hmm. is the the aftermath of of whatever has happened, adapting to that new normal, it's going to take some time. And the first step is grappling with that question of, you know, why did this happen and why did it happen to me? Mm -hmm. Right what can we do to move through that question, even if there's not a satisfactory answer to it, Right. to look at, like, what does rebuilding look like? And who do I have in my corner that can help me put things back in place that I'm going to need to be able to move forward with my life?
4: Right.
1: I was in that position one
4: time where I actually said, you know, um, the goal. I mentioned the goal, the target. And they were so far away from that place, and I acknowledged mm-hmm. that. I said, "I know, I get it. Um, I, I don't know how you can orientate it to it without knowing where it's at."
2: Mhm. And, yeah, and I also acknowledge that. Because that's that. our problem. Mhm.
4: Right. Yeah. You know, a lot right, of times right, we right. don't. We, we haven't. We haven't acknowledged it, and so I said, "You probably can't see any more than two steps ahead, if that." But if you know the direction, then you know where the first step is. And that's really, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all That's all I was, you know, that inch, that inch in that direction, you know, in the same yeah. you know, mindset for the next inch and the next inch, you know, and, and until, you know, you get a stride going and maybe you're making leaps and bounds. And that's not to say that something else comes up. But as long as um, we make a commitment to, Engage and develop relationship, and help a person feel valued. Uh, I love you is powerful. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love absolutely. You is powerful. Um,
4: if you think of all the things that people get attached to, I love you. You know, whether it's God loves you, Jesus loves you, I love you. I mean, I love you. Is a restored relationship with my daughter and I. This restored relationship with my wife and I. Is it, you know and. My, my buddy that came through, literally, this guy's the first client that I ever had. Uh, when I was in barber college, he came and got his haircut. And the second time he came and got his haircut, he asked for me. He's been with me since then. And that's like 30 years. So I know his kids. I've got his kids. I know the story, the history, the ups and downs, the ins and outs. And they've gotten progressive. And, you know, um, on the way out, love you, man, for real, for real. Uh, not not just words. Seriously yeah. though,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know.
0: But
4: see the and, thing is, the,
2: the thing is, we don't know uh, what it is. We don't know where that positive side is. Uh, a lot of individuals uh, aren't able to see through their piled up traumas a positive side. So when when we tell them, yeah, we're going to get you to the other side, we're going to get you, here, they can't see that. So right. that's the yep. part where we we have to be able to have things in place that we can get them to see that there's a better life. That things aren't yeah. always going to be like this, and you're not going to be mm-hmm. like this because your mom was like it, and your grandma was like it, and your aunts are like it. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're yeah. you're not. My family is just like this. No, no. There there are better ways. To handle situations, there are better mm-hmm. ways to, to resolve this traumatic situation or cope with this traumatic situation that you're going through. Like you say, the Jingle the Jenga puzzle doesn't have to fall over. We can show you ways right. how to remove this from here and stack this to here so that foundation is now stronger. But because mm-hmm. even though you're right. pulling from the bottom, you're looking to build a stronger foundation because from that foundation, you can build positivity. So you right. have to be able to find a way to for individuals to see past what they're already seeing. Right. To, to, piggy-
3: to piggyback off of that, Chavez, and everything that Ariana and Chris um, are saying, I think we're all coming back to the same idea of focusing on what, an individual that's going through something can control that question of why me, why did this happen? why is it happening to me oftentimes the the why that there were, the the topic that they're referring to they couldn't have controlled um, and I go back to right. divorce in general, like a child, whether you're twenty two when your parents divorce or you're seven when your parents divorce no matter what you can't control it, but how right. yes. But how do what can I control with this? Of saying, This is how my family is, everybody in my family, all the relationships I know, the you know, mom and dad are split up and kids bounce back and forth. There's a better way. And it's about right. reintegrating and reformalizing that idea of what can I control? So what part of this is in within my hands to make positive, to make difference. And that goes back to rebuilding that foundation of the Jenga. Um, the Jenga game of life and filling in those yeah. holes that were broken from whatever the trauma was by having these conversations and finding the positive, um, positive aspects of a situation that you can contribute some energy towards. Um, yes. Yeah. Finding a new way and being okay of realizing There's a better way.
1: And that's what it is. There is a better way. And that's funny you guys are saying this because
2: (coughs) excuse me, we were talking today at the barbershop, and, like, I'm almost 50 years old, and the guy in the shop, he said, man, there's no way you're 50 years old, and why do you look like this? And I said, man, one thing I learned is don't worry about things that I can't control. If I can't control them, I see you, Chris, we'll get you back on. Um, If I can't control them, why worry about them? Why put energy into something that I can't control and that I have no way of changing the the outcome? And Now, it took took a while to learn that, but that's something that we have to learn because we put too much energy into something that, we can't change the outcome. It's done. It's over. Like like old people say, like old people say, it's water over the bridge. So now we have to learn how to change that up. Well, you know, I think
0: we're talking about economics tonight, but we're also talking about identity. And Mm -hmm. when we're talking about identity, some of this is is changing the conversation. You know, I've worked with a lot of people that, you know, identify as being broken. And they'll say, you know, I'm a train wreck. And my response to that is, no, you've survived a train wreck. You're not the mess. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's about kind of reframing that that concept that it's not you you've had to survive through some stuff and you're trying to sort through it and make sense of it and of course there's going to be a struggle associated with that so how can i help you through that struggle instead of mm-hmm. taking it on as your identity who you are and who you will always
2: be right that's just me that's just how I'm going to be that's what they said mm-hmm. i would be I'm just like my mom. I'm just like my that's just how my family is. That's that's just how we do it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and that to, becomes we, the narrative we, we, and then that becomes the, the reality. reality.
2: Yes. Yeah. I was I, I was on welfare so my grand my, my my grandmama was on welfare, so that's just what we do. No. We gotta change our mindset because we don't understand the mind that mindset goes on to our kids and that, that that's that, that's that dependent mindset you, you you're dependent on somebody to do something for your life and it takes away your ambition your motivation you get stuck in that same old rut oh well i don't have to work i'll sit here and get this check just like grandma did just like so then that way, that's, that 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 holds you back economically <clears throat> because now mm-hmm. you feel that this is the economic lifestyle that we're going to live We've always lived in this, <clears throat> excuse me, and we're not going to get out of it. That 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 becomes a, what that does, that, a defeated mindset that mm-hmm. nothing's going to be better. Like you just said, I'm a train wreck. I can't get back on track.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: we have to start pouring positivity into individuals. We have to start letting them know, like we said, there's a better way. You don't have to. You don't have to deal with your trauma by turning to negativity, to alcohol, to self-medication, to all those same old ways that we go. I know y'all yeah, hear me say, when men deal with problems and situations, they go to two places, and they both got the same letters in it, either the bar or the barbershop. But what we have yep. to do is we have to start making those like you say those comfortable places those comfortable places to come and talk to come and open up and uh me me and Sarah talked about it uh, a little bit today y'all um if you're in the Columbus Ohio area something we we're, we're going to start uh we're going to start doing we're going to start having mm-hmm. these individual barbershop talks i mean i know everybody used that but we're going to start having conversations about mental wellness in our barbershops. We're going to actually bring the professionals in. We're going to have settings to just talk. Because we have a lot of conversations in the barbershop like this, you know, because some of the things we're touching on today, we had conversations about in the barbershop. But if we had Ms. Ariana or uh, Ms. Sarah or Dr. Yeager, in the barbershop, we would have some clinical ways, we would have some professional ways to handle some of those situations that we have because we are having, we are starting to have more conversations, but we're just not having the conversations that lead to results. We're talking about it. We're, you know, we're we're getting more open and about sharing our feelings and what's going on through, you know, the barbershop talk and, I see you, Perry, through the African American Male Wellness Initiative and all the things, through the Urban League and all the things, the father and father, all the things that's going on. We're we're starting to come and have conversations, but we need to have conversations where they lead to solutions. Because, um, like we said, barbers, we're good at getting individuals to open up and tell us their life stories. Individuals tell us stuff that they had no idea ever telling anybody. But we have to be able to lead these individuals in the right direction. And with this partnership that uh, we've created with uh, OSU Star, you know, with the Trauma Recovery Center and uh, Dr. Yeager and Sarah and Ariana, we, we can start, we can be the model, we can be the lead vehicle on having these conversations and turning the barbershops into places of healing, places of positive conversation that when individuals come in, you know, my tagline, my motto, you come get your head right more than just a haircut. When you leave out the barbershop, you're leaving feeling better than you did when you came in. It's like a, uh, make them like a church without a preacher. You know, you're going to, you know, you're feeling kind of down. You're going to church and you got that, that glow and you floating and you're ready to take on the world. We need to leave our barbershops and, you know, it a transition to our salons. We need to um, get to those places because that's where we're the cornerstone. That's where the information is disseminated. That's where it goes on. And Sarah and Ariana, once y'all come into the barbershop, and hear the dialogue and see the camaraderie and the comedy and all of that, you're going to be like, wow. (laughs) I'm (laughs) looking
0: forward to it. You know, I'm a a group therapist at heart. Um, I started off doing um, support groups and um, for a long time, I I was a therapist in a group-based intensive therapy program. And I, I love hanging out with groups and, helping people open up and talk about stuff in a real way. You know, authenticity is a key and, and y'all have that in your spaces in a way that we can't create in these therapy offices. If we can even Mm -hmm. get people to come to the therapy offices, we got (laughs) to start where people are and the barbershop is a place for that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and I think that you've got just some really wonderful foundation that you've laid. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, done right. This thing to be like an awesome model for across the country. And funny thing is I, I'm going to put you guys on the line right now. The barber, the actual barber board came in to inspect the barbershop today and um on the cosmetology side, they have to take an hour of training for human trafficking. And we mm-hmm. were talking about that. And I said, so I told him, I said, hey, we've been talking to Ohio State about uh, mental wellness and, and, and trauma and helping individuals deal with stress and, you know, been in this class and all this. I said, this is something that we need to implement into the barber school and into and barbers. So, we can better serve our clients, not just the haircut, but mentally. You know, I was talking about that. He said, hey, since they're actually in the transition of combining the barber boards with the mm-hmm. cosmetology boards, he said, you might want to come to a meeting and present that because they might be open <laughs> to doing something like that. <laughs> hit, hit, Okay. Hint. So we yeah. love
0: the opportunity <laughs> for the conversation. I'm telling you, I think it's so
2: important. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I, just,
2: <laughs> I just threw it out there and, and he was like, "Sounds kind of interesting." So, um hopefully that's something, you know, with the the power of the bigger uh, OSU machine, we can make that happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll do our best of so Ohio and and, and and Ohio can be the model for uh wellness the barbershop so and that would be you know that would be awesome Mm because you know and and Chris you know we said this ten years ago that this is this is the barber renaissance we are the ones that are going to change that are going to change this industry and change the way that uh, individuals look at the barbershop and look at our industry because We have individuals right here who this is what they do every day, but they had no idea of the individuals that we touch, the individuals that are suffering what is suffering silently, the, the, the part of society that we touch that will never, ever go up north to Ohio State University, but they are in need of the services that they provide. So right. this is just coming, you know, y'all don't know, well Chris, you know, we and Chris have been doing this a long time, that we've been approached by a lot of different entities that uh when they find out that how large our barber network is and how much uh uh barbers impact the community that these individuals are serving that they're trying to get uh, attention from, that they're trying to get votes from, that the the approaches that we've been getting from so many years from, you know, political arenas and commercial industries and product companies and community organizations, that it's just awesome. And it just feels good to be a part of this because something like this, it's, it's, it's and it changed our world. Because so Absolutely. much so many of us are are dealing with traumatic experiences
1: from youth.
2: And we're gonna talk about that more uh uh next week with the with the, with the aces with um uh, Dr. Yeager but we've been dealing with stuff from our youth and we carry it on to adolescence and now we carry it on into adulthood. But now we want to put those places because through that whole time, the one place that men, and I, especially African-American men, visit frequently, regularly, is the barbershop. We find out so many things in the barbershop, so let's make it some places of healing, some places of wellness. Because now, you know, if you guys don't know Sarah and Ariana, now – Excuse me. You can get your blood pressure checked in 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 the, uh, in the barbershop. You you've got all type of mm-hmm. screenings that happen in the barbershop. You've got um, you know all type of community resources that happen in the barbershop daily. And adding this piece, the professional piece, connected with Ohio State and the resources that you guys offer, man, this is. Psh- this should be amazing, hey! But you know what? I got uh, I've got somebody on the line, that is somebody that's holding, that's part of the whole reason why we are here on the phone together all all together. It's not um, you know, I, it's it's not the big guy, but I've got to uh, the next to the big guy on the line, Mr. Perry Gregory, man. What's going on, sir? Welcome to the Barber Zone.
1: Hey, hey,
2: uh, can you thank hear you, Mr. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear you now. Y'all, this is, um, uh, I'm sure you've met him. Uh, Sarah, I don't know if you've met him, Ariana. This is John Gregory's son, Perry Gregory, mm-hmm. from the African-American Male Initiative, and uh, he's, he's taking the time out to join us on the show this evening. Hey, man. Um, and here's the thing. I've seen this guy grow up. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of you guys don't know. I've been working with John Gregory since 2000. And I've seen this young man grow up from a young boy running around, learning, looking, you know, you know they being young, bumping their heads, but still being respective and still learning and growing. And now uh, – you know he's the young man that he is he he he's got a great position with the uh with the program with his dad has started and bruh, I just want to tell you right now man i'm 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 proud of you bruh i'm i'm proud of the the young man that you've grown to be you know you're a marauder and everything but bruh i i'm I'm proud of the young man that you've grown to be, so uh appreciate it. keep up the good work man. We need more young individuals that are making moves like you. You know your sister and, and y'all whole crew, man. Y'all just amazed me seeing y'all growing up from the young knuckleheads to you know productive uh, adults making positive moves. Not just in, in the Columbus, Ohio area, but the whole African American male wellness initiative, the walk all over the country, man. So big up to you, sir, and keep doing keep doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you, brother. So, but me? Perry. Yeah, Let
2: them know who you are, man. Let them know what you do, man. This is about you right now for a hot sec.
1: Um, so i I'm sorry. If they could just introduce yourself. I'm Perry Gregory. I am uh, the Workforce Vice President for the National Center for Urban Solutions. Um, are you all familiar with the African American Male Wellness Squad?
0: Yes, yes sir.
1: Okay. Um, so we are the management company. We actually, My, my father actually started the walk. So I kind of oversee all of our different uh, corporate divisions. You know, we operate a charter school. You know, we have the African-American Male Wellness War. But prim- primarily my function with our company is uh, I oversee all of our different workforce projects. Um, so uh, I have facilitated a lot of different projects that are around, you know, increasing the Um, self-sufficiency of individuals in the urban community, you know, working with different employer partnerships, creating um, thousands of jobs for individuals to obtain uh, employment opportunities. So, Chavez, I really appreciate you for uh, inviting me to join this call. And I just want to say to you, uh, you've always been a a good role model. And so, uh, even in this conversation about trauma, I think that, you know, uh, it's it's a real conversation that people are continuing to have, i think the conversation is increasing and because a lot of times people think that uh trauma affects only certain different groups of individuals but it's more so affected on a, a larger scale base with professionals so i think having this conversation is uh it's definitely uh, a conversation that we need to continue to have and then also from the barbershop's perspective um for you creating this space uh because the barbershop is the country club for black men so i heard you say that i'm glad that you really mentioned that is you know black men go to the bar it's, you know and you know even through the wellness initiative we know that black men don't go to the doctor but the one place that black men do go to is barbershop so um as you guys in therapy, like i kind of got that for a second you know, we also have our our barbershop talk initiative. Are y'all familiar with the barbershop talk? Yes. Hey,
0: yes.
2: And, we hey, are. hey, Perry. Hey, Perry. Yeah. Perry, yeah. this is the the, the 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 way the way we connected with with uh, especially Sarah when we were having when yeah. we were having the, the barbershop talk um, meetings, and we were talking about the resources and the resource sheet and everything. Sarah is the individual from OSU Star who came up with that. These, 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 okay. these are these are the uh, these are the Ohio State partners that um, remember when when we went to the uh, Luke had us go to the trauma and the resilient class at Ohio State. These are the individuals from that class.
1: Okay,
2: so this is. Yeah. So this is. So actually, this is. This is the Barbershop Talk Initiative coming full circle, right here with the <laughs> partnership with Ohio State and us talking about this wellness thing. So, right here is the fruit from the seed that was planted in those meetings at the Barbershop Talk uh, 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 Initiative program. Yep. So they know. So so they know about the walk. <laughs> And the whole program. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, so, I, I, but, um, go ahead.
0: I just i i think it's go. wonderful. Go you know, I I think it, just speaking on the work that that you've been doing with the African American Male Wellness Walk and with barbershop talks and trying to to build this other conversation around wellness and what that really means particularly in the African American community where it's so needed and it's been a topic that's been neglected for a really long time. You know, I, I just want to give kudos to to everybody that has been involved in, in developing this kind of mission driven agenda toward mm-hmm. having conversations about wellness. I, I just think it's, so necessary, and it's it's been a missing link, so I, I just think you deserve a lot of credit.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you. I always think the community deserves a lot of credit because, you know, it's, I think the community has really come together to help support it as well, so I appreciate you for, you know, um, providing the expertise that allows us to um, continue to come up with creative ways to talk, have that conversation. But I also want to say is, you know, um, so moving forward with the barbershop talk is uh, kind of going some different, adding some different components to it as far as being more involved in the barbershops, uh, the um individuals who may um, be able to receive this um, certification. Those are some of the things that we're kind of focusing on as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. And, and these are the people right here, these are the people with the sort cert- of with the ability to get us those certifications. Because Perry, once you see uh me, me and Chris Burt and um who was it? Me, Chris, Tony, um Chris help me out. Uh who else was there? We were at the we were at Ohio State for the resilience training. And Perry, once you see This resilience and trauma training, bro, this is awesome. Just to see Dr. Yeager and the the star staff have broken this down, man, it is incredible. So wait until um, we get it all squared away and we get this training and, you know, all the barbers go through it. And, bro, once you see it, y'all going to want the whole wellness uh, initiative staff to see it because it's just excuse me, it explains explains the things that we've been talking about for years. It breaks them down into PowerPoints and graphs and all of that. So it makes it easier for us to digest. And when we digest it easier, we're we're able to help individuals get through their situations better. So this class right here, that training class is awesome. So, yeah, it it, it really
1: is. Uh,
4: Back back yeah. to the Jenga G- example, I kind of pictured it like this. Um, if, you're, if you see someone drowning at a swimming pool, you've got three positions you can take. You can stand there and do nothing because you don't know what to do. You can go to the edge and try mm-hmm. and pull them in. But what the training does is it teaches us how to go in there, swim, and save someone, which is a very, 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 very unique skill set. I mean, just because you can swim doesn't mean that you can go in there and help someone. Training equips us and prepares us and, and even gives us exercises. I mean, like Chavez said, as soon as you leave, you start looking at the world a different way. And you begin to exercise those things. And so, you know, again, you use the word first responders. It equips us to be first responders. And, you know, the initiative, mm-hmm. the initiative actually puts us in a position because of, of the resources the resource sheets that you know we're not trying to take take the role of the EMTs or the uh or the uh ambulance but we're 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 containing the situation and giving referrals so that they can go to professionals and get the help that they need. So again, I can't I I can't say thank you enough. I think every time I see Sarah I'm saying thank you. Or mm-hmm. if text me I'm saying thank you Emails me. I'm saying thank you, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
2: you, thank you. You
4: are
0: more than welcome.
2: And so that this this is what we're doing it for. Oh, you guys! I forgot to give out. We well, asked you guys to give it, but I have it now, so I can give it out. Um, give out the numbers. Uh, well, first of all, I just looked at the time, and I did this on purpose, y'all. We are in overtime. The time the show is usually from <laughs> nine to ten. But but we get wrapped up so much that it goes past 10 o'clock. So I kind of like, instead of scheduling the show for an hour this week, because I scheduled it for an hour and a half, because I didn't realize <laughs> that even though individuals that call in to the switchboard, they can still hear the show that it cuts off at right at 10 o'clock and individuals that were missing online last week, they were like, oh no, the show cut off. So, I made it till you know, a little hour and a half, so in case we went over. But, you guys, we are in overtime, but you're in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez moment right here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone, or check us out at barberzoneradio.com. The number is 563-999-3404. And we're talking about how does economics play a part in the type of trauma that you experience. But before we finish that, um, if you if you experience trauma and you need somebody to talk to, you need some resources, you can hit these individuals up right here at Ohio State Star, the Trauma Recovery Center. And the number is 614-293-STAR. 614-293-STAR. I got it. I got it. Um, also, you got it. If you if you if you really need somebody to talk to, and you can't get hold of the star, and you're feeling that you're at that edge, that you're at that point of no return, we have the suicide hotline number for you. The number is one eight hundred two seven three talk eight two five five. So if you need somebody to talk to, if you if you're feeling like you know. the burden is too much, trauma that you suffered is too much that you just can't handle it anymore and you just need somebody to talk to, call either one of these numbers, 614-293-STAR or 1-800-273-8255. Because, y'all, we are here for you to talk to. We're here for the conversation to be started. We want to have a conversation on where you're at, how you got there, and how we can get you to overcome that. Because as long as you're here, as long as you're breathing, you're winning. As long as you're breathing, you can make it. No matter what you've been through, like they say, God only puts so much on you. And the thing he puts on you will make you stronger. You just have to find your way to get to the other side, and we're here. Now we have places, we have uh, numbers, we have resources for, for you to tap into that you don't have to feel like you're alone. Like, why am I going through this, and woe is me, and why is this happening to me? Because you're not the only one, and we want to use this show These resources, the individuals that are on the phone, are barber and beauty shops, places of healing. You know, we come to the barber shop and the beauty shop for all type of reasons, but we need individuals to come and be healed. And if we can't heal you, we can can show you a way that can heal you or make you better than you were when you left the house this morning. So, y'all. Let's be better to each other. Like Chris said earlier, it's just telling somebody, I love you. You're worth it. You're important. God loves you. Let's use some of those positive affirmations. You're great. You're a conqueror. You can do anything. Let's stop using negative words to tell people down to make our negative situation and our negative light better by tearing somebody else down. You don't know that when you build somebody up, that builds you up also. So these are the things we gotta do. I mean, we've got individuals on the line right here that have taken their time to join me, to join us in the Barbie zone to help individuals be better. Our jobs our jobs are over. But our mission and our commitment never stops. We get paid from this time to this time, but the blessings that we have, the blessings that we receive, come from doing things like this giving back, reaching, making other individuals better, sacrificing us for the betterment of our community. So, you guys, um, before we get out of here, um, just give us one more, just give us one more tidbit, one more positive thought before we get out of here. Um I'm gonna go down the line start with Sarah, then Ariana, then Chris and and then uh young Mr. Gregory. Uh give us something positive before we go out here, before we leave be the barbers on for the night. Miss Sarah, you're oh,
3: up a positive thought. You're putting me on the spot, Chavez. Um a positive thought <laughs> before we get out of here tonight. Uh, this is my positive thought. It's after ten o'clock, and I. Um, this is to continue this initiative because I'm so unbelievably impressed and honored and in awe of the work that you and Chris Burke and the National Urban Solutions do in the African American Male Wellness Walk and that initiative. Completely, I'm so enam- enamored with what you guys do and how inclusive you have been to me and. organization that i'm a part of and and everything that i just sent an email um, to continue this conversation to move this forward to sit to get us to sit down next week so we can collaborate and we can build a game plan to move forward Um, if anyone that is listening has suggestions um, for what we should include in that brainstorm and game plan phone call or conversation that we're going to have please Comment. Let us know that um, we're here to support you. We're here to help you. We're here to listen first and foremost. Beyond anything else, um, we aren't here to offer solutions, and we aren't here aren't here to pretend to know what a day in your life is like. We're here to listen. Use us.
2: Hey, that's good. They're here. Use them. Use me up till so you can't use me no more. <laughs> but okay, Miss um, Miss Ariana, first of all, thank yeah. you for joining us. You know, you're the uh, you're you're the rookie of the group. So, uh, but thank <laughs> you, and we look we look forward to working with you closer on uh, on this wellness and getting people uh, better. So Absolutely. give us a little something before we leave them out of here.
0: A little tidbit. Let's see. Well, I'll come at you from the clinical side, and I'll just say to anybody who's listening, um, you're more than what you've been through. And it's possible to get better and to feel better and to build something brand new out of the, the rubble of whatever you've, you've had to survive through. So that's where hope begins, that idea that it's possible to have something different, to do yes. something, to, to be something different. And so I, I just want to kind of plant that seed of hope and um, invite folks to join the conversation and to figure out the how, because it's going to be
2: brick by brick. Yeah, and that's what it is. And it's a it's a working process because this is something that's really never been done. It's the, the dialogue, mental wellness, has never really been tapped into. And now we're seeing it more. We're seeing more athletes and we're seeing more entertainers speak on it because now, you know, the suicide rate is going crazy and individuals are just taking themselves up out of here. So um, now is, a, is, is now is the time to talk about it and, and, and quit making it, you know, taboo to talk about what's going on in your life. You know, uh, African-American males, for the longest, we've been told, you know, suck it up and be tough and real men don't cry and that don't hurt. And, you know, your dad went through it and that's what men go, oh, y'all, we have to change that narrative around. That's why we have so many violent incarcerated males right now because they didn't have any outlets to let that pain, that disappointment, that hurt, out in a constructive way. So uh, I know you hear me use the analogy of the teapot. So many of us African-American males are that teapot full of water, and that water being our trauma, being our lives, being the waste society has beat us down, and we're sitting on that, 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 that eye of the stove, And it's just boiling up. It's boiling and boiling and boiling. And soon that whistle is going to blow. But what we need to do is we need to make it okay to talk so we don't get to a point where that whistle blows. To where we can turn that fire down. To even though we're full of this water, we're full of this trauma, we're full of this hurt, we're full of this pain, that we need to find some way to be able to tip that teapot over and release some of that pressure. So hopefully um, initiatives like this, shows like in the Barber Zone, the barbershop, Urban Solutions, we can start that. We can make that happen. So, uh, Mr. Gregory, give us a bit right here. I'm I'm, going to let my man Chris uh, uh, close it out. So, uh, Mr. Gregory, give us a a little tidbit, man, uh, before we get out of here. And thank you again for taking your time to jump on the
1: uh, jump on the show. Hey, thank you again. I would just say to all the listeners and to each of everyone is that you know it's okay to talk, and the more that you open up about your experiences, you will begin to um, move in different ways that will allow your life to be more elevated. But more so, it will allow you to understand that it's okay to go through things, but, it's important to understand ways to navigate them. And so when I read the quick message on your fly that you created that, economics plays a critical part in trauma. And we must begin to realize, but we also must continue to do with like the thing that you're doing, Chavez is create conversations that really have true solutions. And as a community, as we continue to work together and truly understand this trauma um, conversation,
2: Let's continue to focus on solutions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my man. See, that's why I
4: like you, man. See, you see the, good, the the young man he's growing up to be,
2: and he's a marauder <laughs> man too. So, for God for such a my man, uh, Mister Burke. Last but not yes, least, sir. man, let's close this thing out, man. Give us something, sir. He, he, I, I think All he right. has a little extra for us, but it's only you, man. The floor is on you, sir.
4: Okay, well, um, I just am so excited about having these opportunities to partner in the barbershop. Uh, the whole thing with meeting with the Barber Board, uh, what I want to do is encourage STAR to participate. I know that you offered that you would do anything you can, so just make sure that uh, that we know we partner with you and go down there and do everything we can to get it in as programming in the Barber College and Eventually, uh, a requirement with the uh, state board rene- license renewal process, um, equipping the barbers to have a listening ear, um, a sense of how that process is to deliverance and participating in it while still referring to the uh, professionals, that's that's going to be key. And so
1: um,
4: for all the barbers that are listening, uh, I encourage you to to uh, sign on with this, not just in the state of Ohio, because I know Chavez, you've got a, a national network. There are people listening to us all over the country. So uh, contact us, um, and we'll partner with other states to get it, to make it happen. We've got relationships with all the barber board directors across the country, and um, it can spread as quickly as people are, that are encouraged and participate. So um, I'm excited. And thanks for the platform. Yep.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And hey, you guys, I thank you again for being in the barber zone for, well, wow. It's almost an hour and a half. It didn't seem that long, but uh, again, I thank you guys for um, supporting this vision Uh, with the Barber Zone and this vehicle that I have called In the Barber Zone, the talk show, um, that it may be used for positivity, that it may change somebody's life in a positive way. Um, And I've seen that with the response that I get from individuals when they call and respond to the show and the topics and all that good stuff. So, you guys, I thank you because this couldn't be done without you. I would just be here logged in to the show with nobody to talk to, no information to give out, but you guys are the ones that make it uh, worthwhile because I would just be talking off opinion. But to bring the experts in and to be able to collaborate with you guys, and I'm excited about where this is going because this just started in in a meeting room, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited that this can go all over the country. And we could be changing the lives of uh African American males and men all over the country because once we change the mindset of our men, the men are the leaders of our families they're the they're, they're the breadwinners they're the ones that mold our young men and young women into the adults that they will be. but without that our communities will continue to disintegrate and not advance in the ways that they need to. So once we're able to touch these men and let the men know it's okay to talk about your hurt, your pain, your disappointment, it will change everything. So you guys, until next week, we'll be back next week, and we'll be talking with, uh, again, Y'all, if, if it has to be for six weeks for us to do this, we'll be talking with OSU Star and Dr. Yeager. We'll be talking about the ACEs and how they affect our mental wellness. Thank you again, and you're in the Barber Zone. Until next week, you do something positive for somebody. How about that? Just do something positive for somebody and watch how it changes your attitude, your day, and their life. So we're talking about be- being better. How about let's do it and not just talk about it? I would say give somebody a hug, but you know the way things are going right now. People might hit you for, you know, sexual assault or something like that. But no, I'm being funny. But y'all, thank just you, thank you, you for being in the barber zone. And until next week, come get your head right, y'all. Thank you, Miss Sarah. Thank you, Ariana, Chris, and Perry. Thanks for I'll having see you us. Guys next week.
0: Thanks.
2: <laughs> All right.
4: Have a good one. Have, Have a good night. Night. good night.
0: Bye. Good
3: night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>